0: Welcome to podcast one. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind the scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone in the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, famous chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, welcome to Starving for Attention, a podcast, as you might have guessed, that shines a light on the nooks and crevices of the food space, peeling back the layers of the proverbial onion that is our world, an onion that's been slow-roasted over the dying embers of a wood-fired grill. Mm, I, should, yeah. Yeah, I should actually write menus, perhaps. Perhaps. as another thing that I do. Um, sounds delicious, doesn't it? It does. Uh, we're going to be chatting with everyone who's anyone in the food world and maybe even a few nobodies. Uh, speaking of which, I'm Richard Blaze and joining me in the sous chef's role today, which means she does all the work and gets none of the credit. Jasmine. Hi. Hi, Jasmine. Hey. That's so true of sous chefs, right?
1: It is. They yeah. don't get, they get no credit. They, no they
0: credit. do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. And of course, we're also hanging out with producer Heather. Hey. Caught you off guard for a second there. right? I know. <laughs> Remember I when we met? Job. Heather, remember when we met and you like were running towards us and you ran past us and then you came back like and that. now you've been with us the whole time, three, three episodes <laughs> in and like it was meant to be. The chemistry was unreal.
1: I don't have to run anymore.
0: You don't have to run anymore, no. but it meant it was special to me. Um, it was like how I used to run after ice cream trucks when I was a kid, like yeah. when the ice cream truck is pulling away and yeah. you finally you got the just, money yeah. from your parents, um, That was a pretty cool thing. Crazy, exciting guest today, everyone. We've been a fan of this guy for his amazing acting chops, but recently also for his amazing lamb chops. (laughs) He's the type of guy you might want to break bread with or split a meal with. And uh, that reminds me, hey, Jasmine, do you oftentimes uh, feel like you want to try something at a restaurant, but you don't know if you'd be able to finish the whole thing?
1: Oh, yeah. All the time.
0: It happens to you all the time. Well, uh, do you also like to meet new people and make new friends?
1: Uh, I guess.
0: You do. I know you. (laughs) Well, listen, I have a brand new app for you. It's called Dutch. That's right. The Dutch. It's a social connections app for food lovers. And let's be honest, uh, for the kind of stingy. Here's how it works. You pick a place and a dish and drop a pin for a local friend to come meet up and dig in. You can choose to split the check or pay for the tab yourself in the app using your pre-stored credit card. No haggling and no awkward moments when the check comes. So download Dutch for free now using the promo code Starving for Pod And get out there, you socially awkward light eater you. I love it. I don't know Sounds about that one. I, that one, I <laughs> – first of all, I don't like to split my food.
1: Well – this would be dependent on you actually leaving food on the plate. So I, I don't, don't
0: leave any food know. on my plate. I, don't I don't eat think everything. This is for you. I overorder and I want it all. For, I don't even like sharing, like with, with any, like you no, and like we we, are, right. we 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 know but each I other. I do
1: <laughs> see, so like I don't eat all the food. So
0: I don't. I feel like this is Tinder with French fries. This one.
1: It is. No, it, that's exactly what it is. I think.
0: It, you think so? Well, but, I
1: think it's it. The food comes first. So, like any true you know food person, the food's the most important part. So you base it on the dish first, right? Yeah, I don't. So I mean, getting...
0: to me, it's like a one bite stand. I think that that's what we're talking about right here. Um, yeah. Listen, if you'd like to try out this app, uh, let us know. Actually, if you would try this app out, let us know on Twitter at starving for pod. That's starving for pod. S- at starving, starving for pod. pod. That's <laughs> right. Swedish if you want to try it out, I am the Swedish. I, you know, I am thirteen percent Swedish.
1: So you're uh, we know be that Swedish because I've you. done the
0: DNA test. Yeah. Actually, that's inaccurate. I am thirteen percent Scandinavian. Right. They don't. They was, don't quantify. They don't quantify it. I don't know why. And 0.5% Jewish. Um, I mean, just to throw that out there. I actually know in percentage now all of my DNA makeup, which is kind of a scary thing. Okay, everyone. So uh, listen, this is kind of fun. We're going to get a little uh, Quentin Tarantino with this because uh, we're moving around the timeline of the podcast because we've already done the interview. uh, And it's Lou Diamond Phillips, who is absolutely amazing. Uh, And some people in the room were a bit shook. Uh, that's, that's one way to say it, yeah. You were shook, shook physically, <laughs> emotionally, uh, because he showed up, and he's an A-list celebrity. He's, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. Uh, you were quite worked up that he was going to show up and hang out at, at the pod with us.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a child of the 80s, so, like, pumped.
0: Exactly. And then in... The middle, somewhere in the beginning, middle of the podcast.
1: Like literally uh, from the handshake.
0: You started sending text messages to Heather. And (laughs) remember that, Heather?
1: Yeah. She's like, can I leave the room right now? (laughs) Can I
0: leave? Um, I don't know the rules. You were sliding notes across the table to me. uh, And it turns out that maybe it was the effect of Lou Diamond Phillips or it was the brunch we had before we came in. I'm thinking it might
1: have been food poisoning.
0: But you got sick.
1: I got real sick. I hung in for as long as I could, and then I had to run.
0: And then you left. Right. Then you ran. And I was like, what is going on? So w- when you're listening to our interview uh, with the amazing LDP, Lou Diamond Phillips, just remember that Jasmine, sometimes she's quiet, but here she's quiet because she doesn't want to embarrass <laughs> here I'm herself. i
1: quiet because i was afraid if I opened my mouth, something really unintended was going to come out.
0: I think if so. you upchucked in one of the earlier episodes here <laughs> of the pod, though, that would probably be pretty good, but you would wanna, you'd want video. It's
1: not endearing. We'd
0: least. want video for that. Uh, but it also got me to think about this thing uh, that you've been sort of obsessed with with lately
1: oh yeah streaming, it's sur so it's an
0: internet rage
1: very um, infrequently do like viral meme things kind of cross over into food
0: lovers. Oh, I was gonna say very infrequently that you look at them you look at them oh, all no. the look, time I'm,
1: I'm on the meme. Edge
0: you life. are. Yeah. You have your finger on the pulse <laughs> of the meme world. Uh, but surströmming, so it is a Scandinavian Swedish dish that is basically fermented fish. I think that they ferment with lye. Oh. And it's canned. And if you go online, you can find people surströmming. Uh, I'll throw up on the uh, Starving for Pod social media networks how you spell that. Because it's got yeah. one of those two dots over the U, I don't I don't think you have to
1: type that in, though.
0: No, you don't have to. You'll find it. And it's basically just a bunch of people attempting to open a can of one of the <laughs> worst smelling things in the world. It's really and bad. And throwing up. So if you're into it's, that sort of thing, we are. much
1: like uh, just getting to hear a bunch of different people dry heave.
0: Yes. It's, um,
1: it's, everyone's different.
0: It's exactly what it is. So we might actually have to throw that. Maybe Heather will have to get a sound uh, little graphic for like uh, you know an upchuck noise perhaps.
1: I think I can make that happen. It might be I'll just get a can of it. Yeah.
0: We'll have to do that. <laughs> make we'll it do fully. The video. Keep it real. We might no, have to go video w- podcast. What
1: did we say? We, we have to hit some sort of like milestone, and then we'll do it.
0: Yeah. You, you know what? Also, uh, we're definitely going to do that on the video. If we yeah. get to a million downloads, uh, I think we'll open up some search streaming oh, yeah. live in studio.
1: Make it happen. Don't do it in the studio, please. <laughs>
0: oh, no, we shouldn't.
1: Because I have to clean up the studio when everyone's throwing up.
0: That's true. But like, who would be behind us? Like Tom Arnold or Heather Dubrow or some, something like that? Or is it... yeah, maybe. So that might be fun, actually. Oh, oh God. Okay. Um, so this is an episode with Lou Diamond Phillips. But again, remember that Jasmine was uh, holding on to the porcelain yeah. goddess Sorry, in guys. the bathroom next door for most of the episode. Uh, but you know what also makes a lot of people um, sometimes get a little nauseous and queasy? Buying a car. Uh, but when you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure that you're getting real pricing on actual inventory, Jasmine. But unfortunately, a lot of times this isn't the case. People configure cars online only later to find out that they're not even available. But listen, with TrueCar, you get real pricing on actual inventory. Uh, it's not just pricing offered by TrueCar, but pricing from an actual dealer, and not just any dealer, but a TrueCar. Certified dealer. Uh, it's carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car that you want. So uh, next, listen, TrueCar. They're going to show you what other people in your area paid for the same car that you're looking for. Uh, now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident, which is not what you felt like. Uh, Jasmine, last week during yeah. the Lou Diamond Phillips recording. Uh, but over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car uh, users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. There's over 13,000 TrueCar Car Certified Dealers nationwide with over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available. That's a lot of pre-owned vehicles. It's almost as... Uh, many vehicles as there are podcasts out there. You'll work directly with a True Car Certified Dealer contact. True Car users are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with True Car Certified Dealers. True Car users save an average of over $3,000 off MSRP. I always wanted to say MSRP. Right. I don't even know what it means. Do you, I think market? What is it?
1: Uh, Manufacturers suggested retail price. Wow,
0: you just won. You won (laughs) life. Uh, But once you register, you'll see a real price for an actual vehicle in their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to a dealership so you can feel confident when you show up. TrueCar shows their customers all of their available incentives before they even arrive at the dealership, which is really special. So when you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, And some of these features are not available in all states. I've always wanted to say they're not available in all mm, states. And it's also a milestone. That's a real ad. Real ad. It's a real thing. Like, true car is a real thing. It's not something we made up. So that's kind of amazing. It's time to chop it up with a man who has, well, too many accomplishments to list. But a few are accomplished actor, director, musician, uh, but also and perhaps most relevant to our pod, reality cooking show. Competition champion. Thank you, everyone. Welcome, Lou Diamond Phillips. Boom is in the house. <laughs> I have to ask, um,
2: can I call you LDP? Sometimes, at a, least you can call me that all the time. A lot all of the people, time, a lot of people call me LDP. It's got a certain, yeah. it's yeah. got a ring to it. You you're down with LDP? I am down
0: with LDP. Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine, you know <laughs> I know you are down with LDP. Totally down with. You're LDP. a massive yeah. fan. I Let mean, let's just get that right out there okay. on the table.
1: I, I said it in the intro. 20, 28 years, I think it's, uh,
2: it's been yeah, since yeah. LaBamba. So yeah, it's well, yeah. good. No thirty. 30. 30 since 30. La Bamba, 28 since Young Guns, 29 wow. since Stand and Deliver. Is, yeah, yeah. Them. yeah, I'm all still them. here.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> and, um, I mean, you've had a glorious career, obviously, as an amazing actor. Thank you. And um, a lot of people in L.A., they're waiting to become – they're waiting for the industry. They're waiting to become an actor. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they're serving, they're cooking. And so many mm-hmm. people that I've talked to in Hollywood have – some sort of beginning or humble roots in the restaurant business or cooking, serving, doing something in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you cook on TV, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. But you're also you're really good. Thank okay. you. So Coming that, from you, oh my God. Oh, but <laughs> that's that's, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. So, like, yeah. do you have any experience like working in restaurants
2: or? Yeah, you know, the first thing I would say uh, uh, to, to something that you said, uh, you know, you don't wait to become an actor. You either are or you aren't. You're, mm. ju- you're waiting to get paid. Uh, <laughs> it's the this thing. is true. <laughs> you know. I mean, you really have to have this mindset where you already are an artist. Uh, you may be an artist who's trying to get better. You're taking classes, whatever. You're waiting to become a professional, but uh, uh, you know you have to get in the mindset that you are an actor. I mean, you know, a, a lot of what we do—acting, directing, uh, dancing, writing—they're action verbs. You don't talk about them. You don't theorize about them. You do them. And so to do that, uh, you need to get into an environment where you are supported and you are challenged, and that means a class, that means a theater program, mm-hmm. that means you need to practice your art. You know, you know, it's just like cooking, you know, which is an art to me. It's, you know, that's one of the reasons I love it. But you know, you have to do it. You can't just sit around and, and you know, uh, leave it, uh, leave it in the living room. You know, or you know, in the uh, in the recesses of your mind.
0: So now your art firm was class. You're classically trained. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's, that's that's always it's a jo- it's so Funny because uh, uh, the Wiggles are friends of mine, and Captain Feathersword. I said to him, "Point, <laughs> are you?" Are you classically trained? He "Why yes, I am indeed classically trained." Yeah, no, I have a degree in theater from the University of Texas at Arlington. Uh, I also studied and then taught uh, with Adam Rourke's Film Actors Lab just outside of Dallas, Texas. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't fall into this uh, wearing a tight T-shirt, you know, at the uh, at the counter of Schwab's. I mean, I intended to do this always, and uh, you know, started out very humbly. I started out, uh, um, you know, as an extra, and uh, you know, just kind of working my way up. Did a lot of theater, you know, in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. I am always thrilled to go back there. And I did a lot of cooking. (laughs) Okay. I mean, no, man. My very first job was uh, when I was, what, 15, 16. uh, My dad was in the Navy uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas, and I was a, a cook's assistant. You know, so I was I, actually my specialty became you know carving watermelon ships. Wow,
1: <laughs> that's pretty specialized. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: it was you know watermelon ships, you know, with big lettuce, you know, sails. Now, and these whatnot. are like old sailboats or these yep. aircraft
0: carriers. What are these? No, no, are, these are there, these were yeah, these were well, people know, on
2: these ships. There were ships. No, there were a lot of melon balls.
0: <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yes, the melon balls baller. represent the sailors on the uh, ship. Yes, exactly. Right.
2: You know, and, and many many colors, obviously. So uh, uh, <laughs> it was all very good. And then I flipped burgers at Water Burger. Oh a long wow! Yeah. yeah, so we share yeah. that.
0: So my I worked at McDonald's right. when I was
2: 14 there years you, old. Now you're a Southern boy, aren't you? I lived in Atlanta. I'm a native That's New right. Yorker, okay, but there I did. You go. We,
0: I did live in Atlanta for like 14 years. I knew
2: there was an Atlanta connection. There, there is. Yeah. Uh, uh, my uh, the white side of my family's from uh, hails from uh, around the Atlanta area. Okay,
0: I fought yeah. it so hard when yeah. I was in the South <laughs> to be honest, because I'm a New Yorker.
2: Yeah, exactly. So like
0: I was a stubborn Yankee, and like mm-hmm. I couldn't stand grits, but I love huh. polenta. Well, there you go. Yeah. I didn't Ooh. like catfish, but I loved monkfish. I was just you know, totally – I didn't appreciate southern food. Now I know it's like one of the best it's amazing. true cuisines in the world. Yeah,
2: I know. It's, uh, it's, it's very true to its roots, uh, which is fantastic. One of my favorite cooking jobs, uh, I actually was uh, – it was a multitasker. I worked in a uh, um, daycare center. And so I took uh, the school age kids to school in the morning. I had my what is a class C uh, limousine driver thing, so I, I drove the bus. I would take the the school age kids to school, and then I would have uh, the the five and unders, <laughs> which was crazy. Yeah, um, for uh, you know four or five hours, and then literally I would cook lunch. I would cook lunch for sixty kids. And, uh, you know, we, we had uh, a lot of requirements, you know, from, uh, from the state of Texas at that time, uh, you know, what you could cook and what you couldn't cook and things like that. So I had to get creative, you know, and that was, that was always a challenge, you know, to, to get them to eat liver, you know, which was always fun.
0: <laughs> well, getting kids to eat, I mean, that is like also they're the most honest critic exactly. that there is. Like I'm assuming the liver didn't go over very well. Uh, no I made it work oh wow okay well yeah. give me the tip then how do you make that work for like you, you, a five-year-old
2: well you, you you mince it till it's unrecognizable yeah. <laughs> there you go yes
0: so my my favorite tactic for cooking for kids is also to basically be use deception mm-hmm. uh, and to, to like camel-wash. like you said puree everything <laughs> you toss it with some noodles and tomato sauce there, there you go and they're going to eat it yeah. that's um, exactly right all, all right so so you've cooked you cooked at a yeah. number of different places yeah. as you were honing your craft um, and then uh, at some point you're cooking competitive on a television show crazy how does that happen uh, a- actually
2: I'll tell you how yeah. that happens uh, uh, it's 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 a long story I hope you have some time <laughs> um it's funny. Yeah. So, so I, I cooked you know, uh, my entire life. Through college, I had roommates. Uh, two of us cooked, two of us didn't. So they were you know, lion's share of the cooking duties. Um, and then, you know, hey, I got lucky. I got famous. And I started eating at really nice restaurants. And I started eating around the world. And I'm the kind of guy who would you know, like to meet the chef. And, oh, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And I started stealing tips. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the Food Network becomes this big deal. You know, uh, and and so I become a devotee of the Food Network, uh, especially. And by the way, I was one of the you know the people who loved the original. You know, Iron Chef. You and you know. me both, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, just just amazing stuff. And and uh, even a fan of like the 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 bad, you know, uh, dubbing. <laughs> it, it tastes like spring in my mouth. <laughs> it, was the be- it was the best. Like it leaving was, that in there, it was it, it was campy, but it, it worked. It was hugely campy and it was hilarious. You know, wh- what's he doing now? Oh my, oh my goodness! It looks like he's going to use hoisin. Oh my god! It's a, it's a dinosaur foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hilarious. So. Uh, i I find myself on the national tour of uh, uh, Camelot okay, I am playing King Arthur by the way mm. I, was, I was the King of Siam on Broadway and the uh, King of Arth- uh, King Arthur you know for the national Tour. I only play kings and and occasionally queens <laughs> but uh, um, at any rate uh, uh it's been it 's long been a habit of mine on location uh or you know with a new group of people i I cook I cook on weekends uh, you know i 'm always bringing my tribe together to cook. Uh, and and so uh, on this particular tour, uh, I, I I would cook a lot. We were in a different city every week, and I'd always manage to get the the apartment with a with a uh, a kitchen and whatnot. And Shannon Stokey, who was playing Mordred, my you know illegitimate son, is kind of hip to the fact that that you know. I'm such a foodie. Uh, I also, I'm, I'm a co-owner of Trebecca Grill in uh, New York. I'm one of the original uh, owners of that. Big time. Wow. We, uh, yeah. yeah. Bobby, there you go. Nice. Bobby De Niro. Bobby That's- asked me to come in. Said, Lou, you know, <laughs> we're going to go beyond pasta. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Very, uh, you can't say no, no. So
2: he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So, uh, uh, so he knows I'm a big foodie. He happens to be a friend of one of the producers of Iron Chef, and he goes, "Would you judge Iron Chef?" I said, "When do I show up?" Right. And so, as a result, I ended up judging Iron Chef twice, and, and I guess the the folks over at the Food Network, you know, found out that you know I'm as involved as I am, and, and then they asked me to do the uh, the Rachel versus Guy thing. Uh, you know which uh, I went on to win
0: that's amazing I wish you did um, boy, I right. wish you were I, I was on Iron Chef America and I wish you were one of my judges there because like you always because I don't I mean I don't know if I would have fared any better I lost to Mario Batali by like a few points right that's so the, rough the secret ingredient was chickpeas I made oh. chickpea ice cream I made noodles yeah. out of chickpea water Mario made four bowls of hummus and shaved a bunch of truffles <laughs> yeah. you you uh, yeah. he wins and I, you know what the <laughs> well, funny y- thing y- is y-
2: you know it's, al- it's, al- it's always you know it's <laughs> Slightly tilted waiter. toward
0: the – Listen, I have no – actually, I'm still pretty upset about it yeah, as you know. You
2: yeah. um, I'm still upset about Chopped,
0: but that was my own damn fault. <laughs>
2: oh, so what happened on Chopped? Oh, no, I'll tell you. Let's finish your, yeah, okay, your yeah. <laughs> chef story. No,
0: I mean, so I lose. And then uh, so our celebrity judge of that episode was Jeff Corwin from uh, Food Channel. I mean, no, no fuck. Animal, uh, Animal, Planet. Planet. Animal, Planet. Animal Planet. Planet. Animal Planet. Oh, really? So like all of a sudden you have this association with that person. Yeah, and you're like, what is Jeff Corwin of does Animal Planet? Know? What, does he, know? what does he know about chickpeas? About chickpeas, Right. right? <laughs> And he's probably a great guy, but in my mind, he will always be the judge. Yeah, that made me lose
2: iron chef. No, you see, I, and I took when, uh, when I judged, I took it very, very seriously, man. I, uh, you know, and then I, I have to say, I've had having judged twice, twenty dishes. That I would have paid top dollar for in a restaurant. I mean, this was amazing, and the, and the fact that you guys throw this down in an hour still blows my mind. It, it, there's no television magic to it, you know. Boom, timer starts, timer stops. That's it. Hands up, yeah. you know. And, and uh, it is. It's like, it's like watching a sporting event. As you know now, because you've competed
0: on a number yep. of uh, different things, they're all just different races, right? So I'm a oh marathoner. Oh, my God. And like, okay, I, I won Top Chef. That's a marathon. Yes. That happens to be a good distance for me. And
2: by the way, I was pulling for you every step. I oh, watched well, that entire I mean, season, Keep man. pulling for me, by the way. <laughs> we
0: keep pulling for the podcast, if okay. you could. Yeah. Um, but they're all different races. So like Iron yes. Chef, to me, is like a team relay. Because you, ha- you do get your sous-chefs, yes. and you have a little bit more time, and it's more of a team sport, which is right. what working in a kitchen really is. Yeah. So it's hard when you're on these shows, and it's just you as like a naked uh, warrior yeah. in the arena. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now I, when I went into Chopped, uh, um, first of all, I love the show. Uh, but my, my Filipino mother, who, who taught me a lot about cooking, by the way. I mean, uh, most of the basics that I know, and I learned from her. And I've never taken a cooking class. I literally, I learned it from television. I learned it from guys like you. Uh, you know, I learned it from chefs that I, you know whose uh, kitchens I go to. So um, I, uh, uh, I told my mother I was going to do Chopped, and she's a little Filipino woman. She goes. Uh, They are going to time you, Lou Diamond? (laughs) I said, uh, yeah, mama. How long do you have? (laughs) Uh, We have 30 minutes, mom. Oh Lou Diamond. <laughs> time is your enemy, Lou Diamond. <laughs> and sure enough, no, she was right. <laughs> no truer words have ever been no spoken. Truer so, words. so it doesn't
0: fair. I also competed on a Chopped episode and went to their last round and didn't win. Yeah. Uh, so I understand. So Chopped, using the race analogy, that's like yeah. the Usain Bolt sprint.
2: No, it's no it's, time. Yeah, no, and it's instantaneous. You open up that basket and you literally probably have what thirty seconds to decide what the heck you're gonna do. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite questions. Oh, is it real? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, it's it's hugely real. And so I I may be – I don't know if I'm the only person ever, but uh, one of the few to have forgotten uh, uh, to left off an ingredient twice. Oh, yeah. Twice, Yeah, that him. never fares too well. No. <laughs> Second round, uh, I, I literally – it's freaking ranch dressing. And I thought, oh, come on, please. You know, It was a mistake. It was hubris, I must say. It right. was arrogance. <laughs> literally, uh, was it Chris Santos said it was one of the best steaks he's ever had. I, I, I did a buffalo steak uh, and, and marinated it, and I made a, uh, a romesco from uh, stale pizza. Uh, oh yeah and I first even, of all super yeah. smart yeah thank yeah. you yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I actually made it from scratch with heirloom tomatoes you know in 30 minutes nice yeah I know you got and the so, umami from the stale pizza right? that's a good
0: call you got the yeah. thickener from the bread on the pizza thank you thank you yeah. very yeah, I much I like that
2: that works yeah. it worked out really well but it didn't work out well for you <laughs> well it didn't work out well because I forgot the damn ranch <laughs> dressing yeah. and all I would literally all I was going to do is we had the what, uh, watermelon cucumbers which are not great and so I was going to make this little chopped salad thing on the side um with that and some green apple and some walnut and uh uh what else oh and, and a little bit of arugula right and then just dress it but to tart up the the ranch dressing with with a little bit of dill and a little bit of lemon juice so i figured that's going to take me all of 2 minutes so i left it to last ran out of time yeah you forget about it yeah exactly, exactly. you know no i didn't forget it. i oh. couldn't get, i ran out of freaking time so time management very very poor so i still get through to the last round because the romesco and the steak were like stellar, delicious. Right. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So boom, they let me through the last round. Me and Carney Wilson, and uh, sure enough, I forget one more ingredient. I make, I make. It's, it was very complicated and it ended up being very good and very sophisticated. And I forgot a freaking chocolate bar. Oh. A, yeah, a chocolate bar that I should have just chopped up and thrown in the ice cream.
0: And doesn't that always happen? shop? Yeah. Like yeah. I, st- I'd have only competed on it once, and I'll, I'll still have the the nightmare where I wake up and I'm like, Oh my god, oh, I, I forgot I, the gummy bear.
2: I still have it. I, yeah. yeah. And uh, oh my god, what is her name? She's lovely. Uh, uh, Manit. Manits. Manit. Manit. Yeah. Manits. Yes. She was shaking. We, I, we come to the table at the end. She was literally shaking. She, Diamond. I don't know if I'm more angry at any other contestant than you ever in my career. It you it's terrible. Right. Terrible. <laughs> you know, cause, I because it was Painfully obvious that I I outcooked everyone. I mean, it was uh, it was it was just you know how could I win? You know, uh, after losing, uh, forgetting two two items. Well, speaking of confidence, because you have some, obviously <sighs> yeah, a little bit. Uh,
0: so you're on uh, Rachel versus Guy's yeah. Celebrity Cookoff, yes, and that's a ca- literally a cast of characters, right? That's a fun, mm-hmm. diverse. Uh, I mean, cast that was down to play, absolutely. Right? And now I want to get into a little bit of gossip. Like, so we we call the studio here the walk-in. So in a restaurant space, you go into the walk-in refrigerator, okay. and that's where maybe you know you, you talk a little gossip, and that's okay. where you find out what's going on in, in the restaurant. Um, who's the worst cook on that show? Like, who? There's someone. I mean, because oh, you're yeah. good, was, but there had to be a couple of people who just had no idea. Yeah, their yeah. agent sent them an email. They end y- up yeah. being on the show. Yeah,
2: and you wonder about that because you go, <laughs> you, you, you you go, you, you guys know this is televised, right? I mean, this, <laughs> yeah. this isn't this isn't real going to help your image in any way shape or form uh, uh, and, and god bless him uh, his sweetheart lovely lovely guy uh, i think self-professed would say that that he he really he can't cook uh, is it was aaron carter but you know he's a kid
0: right, right. Yeah. You okay know right. What I'm saying? Yeah.
2: yeah. and it's like you know he's on there and the very first challenge to help the you know rachel and guy decide whose team they're going to pick it's like okay make a signature sandwich make a sandwich in in uh, and i think we had 15 minutes you know, something like that. I right. mean, real pretty quick. I, I can't remember what he made, but it was really terrible. I mean, it was <laughs> it was like maybe I think maybe he he cut a hot dog in half and put it on some Wonder Bread. Something. Was it kid? was it oh, a kid. Oh yeah, like his- um, yeah. Uh, it also sounds pretty good. I mean, well, <laughs> it, it, you know, if if, if you execute yeah, it well, yeah. right. But, right. Right. no, but I mean, it was it it just really was uh, it, it was odd, and so yeah, he 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 didn't last long. He uh, he, he didn't have any uh, any fundamentals,
0: right? So um, it ends up going down to the wire, and you develop because I, I watched the show. You sort of develop this. Rivalry and or bromance with
2: Coolio? Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's continued. We've done three cooking competitions so far. Right. And, know, I, I don't mean to rub it in, but the man's never beaten me. Oh! I mean, I am so in his head. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I, I, first of all, the guy is an amazing cook. An amazing cook. He does some stuff that I wouldn't even, you know, uh, deign to do. I mean, he, he, he for some reason, he's got this... Incredibly innovative mind when it comes to uh, a lot of his cooking, and and he does some classical stuff too, which is which is sort of amazing. But it's so funny, man. He's so competitive. It's almost like the NBA with him. If he sees me coming, he's like, oh, god, damn, I, I'm a, I, but I hate the NDP. <laughs> not just for you. So I
0: competed against Coolio in like Celebrity Food Fight. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've never seen he was locked in mm-hmm. like laser focused on winning this silly game show. To yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. Uh, and like almost intimidating how yeah. like focused he was yeah. on this game show. And he was fired up the yeah. whole time. So that's how he cooks as well, I'm assuming.
2: Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and so you know, uh, I mean, you know, mad respect for him. I mean, he's he's fantastic. I tell you who else on that show was was uh, uh, sort of amazing. Uh, Cheech, you know, and, uh, God, we shot ourselves in the foot on, on that one. We, uh, I almost, he ended up going home. We, uh, I almost went home uh, over a grilled cheese sandwich, which, you know, t- haunts were me you were, you were a team. No, <laughs> okay. uh, no, we were, uh, uh you know, uh, three of us ended up in the bottom and, and, Joey Fatone, uh, you know, went very, very simple, very basic, but made a great grilled cheese sandwich. And, and, you know, uh. Uh, Cheech and I tried to tart it up too much, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it just didn't, didn't work. Um, so he was a fantastic guy. You know, Joey's a really, really great cook. Uh, uh, Taylor Dane, you know, sort of unassuming. You wouldn't expect, you know, but, you know, she's, right. what is she, she's a nice Italian girl, an Italian Jewish girl from, you know, Long Island, you know, so boom. Yeah. You know, she can cook. Well, with the level of fame comes the fact that you don't really have to cook for yourself at
0: all, right? I mean, that's yeah. probably what some of them are, are dealing with.
2: Like Maybe. Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's therapy. I mean, first of all, my wife, Yvonne, cooks a lot. I mean, and she's amazing. And she brings this European sensibility to the table, you know. And, you know, I'm a half-Scott Irish, you know, Filipino kid who grew up in Texas and, and, and Atlanta, you know. So, I mean, I got this real southern, you know. thing. I'm actually, Yeah, but there's a lot of flavor in all of those. Exactly. Big right. flavor there. And, yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, I'm actually working on a uh, on a cookbook, and uh, nice. uh, might be hopefully putting that out, you know, sometime next year or something. But. Uh still in the process of developing that but it's called American fusion which is basically my whole you know my whole DNA it's this big mix of all these influences that I've had globally that uh, you know have have in a weird way become a part of Americana now you know? is that the, the cookbook is that just how you cook for the fam or yeah. no okay. my, my recipes stuff that I've made up stuff that you know little things that I've stolen and then adjusted you know and then other things where I've literally just gone hmm let, let's try this this could be cool here's my uh, hot take on uh, also Philly Filipino cuisine. I think it's ready to tip.
0: You think? I feel like there's a lot of new restaurants coming out that are Filipino. There's a lot of great Filipino chefs. And I feel like all of those flavors are so big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This little place downtown, Rice Bar. Have you been to Rice Bar? No, I'm not. So a little Filipino restaurant downtown LA. It's got like four seats. Right. Super unassuming. Mm -hmm. Amazing food, big flavors. Right, just, I mean, nice, nice, just really, really great. Chef-driven little place.
2: You know, it's funny. I, I, I think we've been on the verge for a long time. There was a, a food truck called White Rabbit for a long time, and those guys were great. Uh, so there's, uh, there, there, there's. I think you know we we've seen Southern food you know get elevated. Yeah. We've seen you know the Louisiana cuisine sort of you know get get elevated. And I think I think it's a you know what we've also gone through the whole sort of Vietnamese and and uh, this other Southeast Asia you know mm. uh, cuisines. And I think it's time because it's interesting because there's a, there's a big mix. The Philippines has always been such a crossroads, right? You know, it, it is it is a place where so many uh, uh, cultures you know uh, converge. Uh, you know, you you obviously have the the uh, the Asian influence, but you also have the Pacific Islander you know uh, mm-hmm. feel to it, and the Spanish. So there uh, there is there is a plethora uh, yeah. of yeah. you know of flavors there.
0: Big flavors, generally healthy. I mean, yeah, there's no yeah, reason exactly. why it shouldn't like tip into the mainstream. So we're gonna take a break from Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, and we're gonna do something that we've always wanted to do. We're gonna shake it up a little bit. Uh, Jasmine and I are gonna talk about some fun, easy to make recipes hacks. Hacks, if you will, because a lot of people are finding us on social media at starving for pod and they're saying, hey, I love the show, um, but I want to talk about some recipes. And when we were creating the show, something I was really concerned with, I didn't want this to feel like a really good SNL segment where you were talking about your zucchini muffins and yes. I was talking about – sweaty, tasty, yeah. uh, beets. Right. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but here are a couple of kitchen hacks. These are things that you can do in your kitchen. Most of these are pretty healthy and they're quick. So I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite things is making chocolate mousse, but with avocados. Here's oh, yeah. the recipe. All right. Uh, you puree an avocado. You add two tablespoons of cocoa powder and a drizzle of honey or agave nectar. You puree it in a blender till it's smooth and you have what looks like chocolate mousse. Delicious. That's yeah, good. So Real good. good. Yeah. So good. Which is also the name of my cookbook that's uh-huh. out.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you can find on, through your favorite distributor as well. What's your hack or tip?
1: Let's see my hack. Uh, what about a flax egg?
0: I don't even know what that is. It's a,
1: a vegan egg replacement, right? So Ooh. take ground flax meal. Two tablespoons of water, you whip it up until it's about the consistency of an egg. Okay. And then you use it.
0: But you can't, uh, okay, but. Not in
1: like an omelet. So
0: I you mean, use it for baking. For, so it's an egg replacement for baking. baking. Yes. You can't make an omelet out of flax no, seeds. No omelet. I, I love think that. It would work. Yeah. I love that. Um, one of my other favorite little sort of quick tips is making aguafaba. Have you heard of this? It's a fun mm, word to say, aguafaba. I think so. Um, aguafaba. So it's taking the water or liquid that's in a can of chickpeas just the liquid and then putting it in a mixer with a whisk and whipping it up and it forms this glorious whipped cream meringue texture you are shaking your head no no, emphatically I don't like this at all why don't you it's, like this? It's it's the texture of whipped cream. Everyone loves whipped cream.
1: Yeah, but the but you know like the liquid in cans, you, you're supposed to throw that out and like rinse it off and and it's like discard. I feel
0: like. Are you? I don't feel that. I mean, I don't know. I, there's there's all sorts of stabilizers in there. Like? It tastes like chickpea water. <laughs> <That's gross. laughs> so it's so it does. But if you add a little honey to it or some other spices, sure, it's going to sure, work. Sure. Uh, what's that thing you were telling me about this morning?
1: Oh oh yeah, uh, fake chocolate frosting. Well. It's not fake because it it is chocolate still um but it's uh you take a can of sweet potato puree Mm -hmm. right okay and then you get some bittersweet chocolate um you know like maybe 60 percent
0: somewhere in there oh very fancy you're throwing down the percentage of your chocolate so uh sweet potato puree chocolate you
1: warm up the puree you melt the chocolate you mix the two together and you have chocolate frosting.
0: Oh, chocolate frosting. And it
1: mim- I mean, I tricked a whole boatload of kids. So it mimics chocolate frosting beautifully.
0: It's amazing. I love how all of our tips today are also sort of baking secrets. Yeah. Listen, those were some pretty fascinating hacks, things that you can do at home. Here's another thing uh, that you can probably do at home. You should do at home. I want to introduce you to another chef I love cooking with, and that's Green Chef. They're a USDA-certified organic meal kit service that gives you Everything you need to make five star meals. And listen, in the comfort of your own home. You'll get high-quality, premium, organic ingredients, which Jasmine loves, and easy-to-follow, chef-crafted recipes delivered right to your front door or your side door or your back door if that's where you like things uh, delivered. You'll also love that Green Chef does most of the prep work for you. Each box comes with pre-made signature sauces and some ingredients already pre-chopped. I mean, think about like onions or butternut squash. No one has time. Who's got time for that? Chopping butternut squash. So more flavor in less time what's not to love about that. I kind of love it. They also have a meal plan for everyone, uh, like vegans, Jasmine, people who are on the paleo diet, those who are gluten-free, or basically everyone who lives in Southern California, and more. This week, I went vegan myself, believe it or not, and it's super easy to switch meal plans so I can try even more great recipes. I cooked Green Chef's vegan grilled zucchini salad with crisp snap peas, creamy avocado, and tons of more veggies, all tossed in tangy balsamic vinaigrette and topped with spicy chickpeas. I love Spicy chickpeas. Um, And I'm also really interested in getting into Green Chef's vegan sag-stuffed portobello served with quinoa-studded almonds, peas, currants, plus chutney-spiced rainbow carrot salad. That sounds like haiku, that one. That sounds delicious. So if you want to eat restaurant-quality meals at home, just go to thegreenchef.us slash Richard. Wait. What? Us. Is it us or Us.
1: Uh, I believe it's U.S. there.
0: U.S. U.S. So if you want to eat restaurant-quality meals at home, just go to greenchef.us slash Richard and you'll get $50 off your first box. That's a pretty good discount. That's greenchef.us slash Richard for $50 off. Trust me, you don't need my skills to cook delicious meals with Green Chef. That's true because I'd probably mess it up if I was the one doing the actual work. No? Probably. Hi, I'm Tavis Smiley. You may know me from my PBS talk show. I'm excited to tell you that I have a brand new podcast that you can hear on podcastone.com starting this July. I'll discuss the latest in politics, sports, music, and much more with big thinkers, artists, and celebrities. I'll also share my own opinions and answer some of your questions. So join the conversation this July on the Tavis Smiley podcast coming to podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This is Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Uh, so on the Celebrity Cookoff, you're, you're split into two teams. So some people are with uh, Guy Fieri as a coach yes, and some people exactly. have Rachel Ray. You were yes. on Team Rachel, right? I was, yeah. And uh, that had
2: to be a lot of fun because I, I work with both of them mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I adore them both. I mean, they're right. amazing. And they were great mentors. I mean the the, funny, <laughs> the funniest thing was to 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 watch them on the sidelines, and 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 this was the first season that they'd done it. I think that you know they've gotten better at it now. And uh, but but I mean they, it was everything that, that they could do to not like rush in and go no it like this. <laughs> you know I mean they could you could just see them trembling with 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 this this frustration that. <laughs> Do that. please don't do that yeah. so yeah. is that Rachel because I, I feel like Rachel would be
0: more like the traditional coach she's up in the press box nope. and guy would be I'm grabbing your football helmet no it's re- is a
2: it reverse no it was uh, it, it was it was equal oh wow okay yeah. they're both yeah. just up in, in, in it in different ways in different I mean you know Rachel's a, a, a very driven strong woman you know I mean, oh my she's, gosh yeah no she's, yeah. Uh, she's a tough little cookie man I, I mm-hmm. adore her uh, and uh, but she was wonderful um, and it's I, one of my best recipes that that's in the book and that I've made a a dozen times now on film sets uh, to the delight of everyone was something I call lasagna so I literally I used to make lasagna right I know (laughs) you're fine well thank you (laughs) if it's good enough for Shakespeare it's good enough for me um uh, that we had to do a family style dinner and my first stop was boom lasagna and, I, and for my kids I always made it with turkey meat you know so that it was a little, a little more healthy a little less fat all that other good stuff and she goes you're not, you're not cooking a turkey meat lasagna for my family and you know my, my food tasters she goes you're gonna make it with lamb I said I've never cooked with lamb she goes okay oh. here's what you do <laughs> and she gave me a few pointers and it, it, it's turned out to be one of my signature dishes that is just like ridiculously good I mean even Guy said he goes this is, this is one of the top 10 lasagnas I've ever had that's amazing and now,
0: Lasagna now always has lamb. Yeah. Now you were punny. You did another dish with chia pino that had a little no, pun. Chia Filipino. Chia Filipino. Because yes. which... I used Manila clams. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> that I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that because I'm kind of yeah, punny with my punny, food too. Because mm-hmm. I think it makes the food better when you have a sense of authorship. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, Rachel and Guy, they're amazing. What I love about because uh, I, I, I I feel like I defend them a lot. Like in the food space, so like oh, they're right. just television chefs, and like they're two of the most authentic people. Yes. You're ever going to meet, mm-hmm. and like uh, the thing I love about Guy is that he will tell text message me but in the same way that he actually talks so in (laughs) in a text message it'll be like hey blaze my brother from another mother what's going on baby (laughs) you're the bomb.com and they're like oh wow how are you this is kind of amazing but who is this so authentic genuine people and two of the (laughs) hardest working people uh, i I I think
2: that's you know i mean it's interesting man Um, we we have entered a uh, A very democratic society where – I mean obviously anybody can be anything. You put your mind to it and you do it. You put in the work. You put in the commitment. And uh, uh, there there are very, very few areas in life that are that rarefied anymore. And and, and I'll be honest. I'm a bit of a purist. But I mean I've never – I've never looked at at Rachel or Guy as anything but chefs or and it's and it's nice because sometimes people, you know, they go, Oh, Lou, you're a chef. I go, No, I'm not a chef. I've never run a kitchen. I've worked in a kitchen. But, you know, I, I'm a very, very good home cook. You know, so I, I like to, to, you know, make that make that delineation. Uh but <laughs> that democratization uh, to to a certain extent uh, not because of people like you know, like Rachel and Guy but because of other people we we've so lowered the bar man in our society there are some people out there with cookbooks and and little cooking blogs and things like that 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 they're because they're youtube sensations or because they're famous through the social media it's like you know I've boiled water before yeah Yeah, great here here's a blog here's a three book deal (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) right. it
0: blows my mind that's a hot topic right actually it's it's a hot topic on this podcast when we bring chefs who are also on TV because our world now is shrinking a little bit um, not because of you. You're legitimate. Like you obviously cook, but for these people that you mention, oh, they made breakfast one day yeah. for their manager, and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden they have now a Sunday morning block,
2: yeah, which is... on, on
0: a channel, and it's taking some of the air, you know, the space away from chefs who you know worked really hard to even just get in front of a camera.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, you know. I mean, it, it's uh, like I said. I think we've I think we've lowered the bar, uh, uh, and and in in all areas. I mean, sadly enough, I see it. You know, acting wise too. I mean, reality television has has certainly affected you know uh, uh, this generation's approach to what I consider to be an art and a craft. Right. You know, I mean, you know, basic things like learn your lines and show up on time, and you know, you know all, all, all that all that stuff that is that is the the hallmark of being a professional, and and uh, I don't know. We're 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 seeing we're seeing you know the, a generation that just wants to be famous and get paid to go to parties. And, it's yeah. like, I, oh, and now a... I, I know I'm sounding like an old fart, but you know. No, but I
0: think that's what also like as I'm you know getting to know you and researching you, like you put in the work. Yeah. And I think, you know, what is it? I mean, I've, you know, I've dabbled in some small scripted stuff and like read all these books and, you know, an actor prepares and all yeah. this. Like, it's about work. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a podcast or a feature film or... If you say yes, you bring your A game. Period. Right. Yeah. Done. And you that's, know. look, I wrote a script for you today. Like, oh, for, nice. for example, like that's I just, fabulous. I mean, for me to read, but How's I mean, like part? I prepared. No, you have no parts. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, so that's interesting. Myself? So, yeah. yeah, do you feel like then when you're now you found yourself in the reality space a couple times yeah. now yeah. in competition, are there any skills from being an actor that end up sort of bleeding into that reality competition space?
2: Yes, uh, I, I think. And, and, and interestingly enough, um, the uh, the biggest one, and and uh, you, you know, it, it, it's weird. You almost have to. Uh, I, I've taught uh, uh, acting a time or two, and, and and I've taught seminars. One of the one of the hardest things you can teach anybody to do is to be themselves. You know, they all want to play Cyrano. They all they all want to, uh, you know, become something else. And that's you know that that that's a very very high level of you know Meryl Streep acting. You know, to totally disappear into a character. Uh, When you know when you're selling your Tupperware, you have to know what your Tupperware is. You have to know what you're selling how it comes across, how people perceive it. And so uh, a lot of times it's, it's, uh, it's about knowing yourself and getting that kind of self-awareness. And a lot of times in, in acting class, that's what you're doing. You're exploring, you know, how, how do I fit into this role? What, do this, th- what does this role and myself have in common? You know, uh, uh, how am I going to humanize this, personalize this, and, and then embrace this worldview, you know? And so in the reality world – It's very interesting. I think I think a lot of people try to put on masks, I think they try to, you know, uh, uh, present a certain thing. And I think the people who have been most successful at it, you know, uh, are, are pretty much just being themselves you know and for whatever reason people find that to be intriguing or compelling you know uh and and uh, uh anytime I've ever gone on it's like okay don't front you know right, don't, right. don't front just be yourself you know and and relax and have fun with it and and don't try to you know you know, I mean, especially to be quite honest, you know, on the cooking shows, don't try to come on like I, I know everything I know, you know, that uh, I'm, I'm an expert at this. You know, I mean, uh, I come on with a certain skill set and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, estimable, but it's, it's not you and it's not Rachel and it's not, you know, any of these other people that, you know, I mean, Ted Allen could probably kick my ass in the kitchen. Oh, really? You know? Maybe. I don't
0: have to ask him. We'll bring Ted on. I <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll would love to him. actually. Um, so, I mean, is there anything that when you're, when you're cooking competitively, is there anything that you uh, physically prepare for like I'm sure like with certain roles you physically prepare which by the way you're in great shape oh, yeah, and yeah. you mentioned a tiny t-shirt earlier you're wearing a tiny t-shirt <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I'm embarrassed
2: by That's the way just sitting know. across from
0: you um, like, is there anything that you pre- like when you're cooking competitively do you prepare
2: Um, uh, mentally, you know, and it's, and it's about focus and, and, uh, literally, literally running through, uh, you know, my repertoire and go, okay, if it's fish, I'm going to do this. If it's red meat, I'm going to do that. If it's this, if it's that, you know, and, and, uh, uh, being able to, to, um, uh, scramble and, and, you know, uh, uh, come up with stuff on the fly, you know. And also knowing my weaknesses are, it's like baking. It's like, oh, God, you know, if, if i got to bake something, I'm kind of screwed, you know. And, and I got a little advice from my wife and I got a couple of new tricks now. Um, and it's funny because like right now, literally, we're filming the sixth season of Longmire. And my, uh, I directed the second episode. And my director of photography, uh, Todd Dos Reis, wonderful man, lovely man. He's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I offered to cook a couple of times. He goes, yeah, well, I'm a vegetarian. And I'm like, oh, Well, let me give this some thought. (laughs) Nice. Because, yeah, because I cook with meat so much. Exactly. Being from Texas, man. Uh, and, and, you know, so I, I, I came up with a couple of, of vegetarian versions of, of my dishes. And as a matter of fact, he has requested Filipino food. So I'm going to do a dinner probably in the next week and a half, two weeks with Filipino food. But I'm going to do a vegetarian version of pancit with shrimp, which he will eat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it usually has pork and chicken and a, and a, a chicken broth, you know, base for the noodles. Wow. It's like, okay, I'm going to go with clam juice and some, some vegetable stock and uh, put the shrimp in. Last with a little garlic, you know, and just yeah. just kind of kind of veggie it up, and you know, see how it works out. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, Jasmine is a yoga instructor, so she's a full uh-huh. moon away from Everything. being a vegan. I'm pretty, yeah. um, <laughs> so I'm used to that as well. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, in, in Southern California as well, you have to be able to cook vegan, paleo, yes. yes. gluten free. Okay. Um, that should be that would be my out. reality show where yeah, like right? we call out guests and we're like well the vegan the person on the paleo diet right. um, and, and the person who you know can only what was a gluten free diet yeah. Yeah. please stand yeah. uh, one of you will be going home yeah, exactly. right now that'd be, that'd um, so you're competitive as
2: well uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, you know, high school sports, that whole thing it's What was like,
0: your sp- what were your sports? <laughs>
2: um, it was very bizarre. I was I was strangely enough, my senior year I was captain of the football team and president of the drama department. They didn't know what to do with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's like, like that's yeah. just yeah, weird. All you all can't do that. That's amazing that's like you a can't. glee episode, by <laughs> the way. Is. I think it was a glee episode. It was a glee episode. Uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, uh, let me see. I played football, I did that well, I ran track, uh did that well. Uh, sat on the bench uh, in basketball, but hey, you know, hey, team player. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, uh, and uh and that was it, yeah. And also, uh, yeah, a lot of drama. Uh, but the funny thing is, in Texas, and it's one of the reasons I think that I became an actor. Ultimately, is that uh, we had this thing called the University Interscholastic League, and I think they still have it, where you compete like like a track meet you compete in drama you go you do monologue interpretation duet scenes every year there's a big uh, uh one act play competition and I, and I was winning a lot of awards so uh, it was uh you know it was kind of positive reinforcement that uh, hey you know you're you're not bad at this so um your com-
0: competitive spirit serves you well uh in the reality space because not only winning the uh celebrity cook off competition you also won uh help get me out of yeah, here I'm a celebrity get me out of here yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so like now I have to ask, as, as someone who's competed on many reality shows as well, yeah. what is the secret formula? Because <laughs> you figured it out. You've won multiple shows
2: in different genres. Yes. Uh, and, and once again, I mean uh, – uh, and the one thing that I do want to point out is that, is that every reality show I've ever done has had a, a charitable component. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm never in there for just me. I'm there. Uh, I've, I've represented No Kid no Hungry. Right. Right. That's right. Uh, mm. uh, for uh, I'm a celebrity. I, I represented uh, Art Has Heart, a dear friend of mine, Amado Pena in, in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, who uh, d- gives art scholarships to uh, to kids, uh, and that's a great thing. Uh, you know, I, I've represented uh, the Wounded Warrior Project before. Uh, this year, I am the uh, Salute Chairman for the Veterans Administration. So, you know, really trying to support our vets. So for me to be able to, to go on to any sort of reality competition, uh, uh, yes, I'm always intrigued by by the competition itself, especially in the food world. But uh, uh, it has to have that uh, charity component to it.
0: Uh, now, that's, that's a survival show, right? It was. Okay. And, be, and,
2: be, and, and, and once again, that, that came out of left field because uh, uh, a development guy over at NBC uh, is, uh, is a friend and uh, – Literally, uh, we were kind of joking around, and he goes, "Would you ever do Survivor in a heartbeat?" Because I'm a huge, my my wife and I are huge right. Survivor fans, and you know, I, I spent part of my youth in the Philippines, you know, as a Boy Scout. So, I mean, I literally was, you know, the guy in there, you know, drinking water out of bamboo, and you know, catching fish in in freshwater streams and that sort of thing. So, I think, yeah, I could do that. And he goes, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it that. Just so happens, you know," that, and I was like, "Oh." I even asked, could you change the name? Could you please just change the name? You know, he goes, no, 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 it's Brandon. I went, oh, rats, all right. Uh, and, and, and so, yes, I mean, part, part of that, you know, uh, was was certainly the uh, being able to, to have stamina and to last and the challenges and whatnot uh, and, and actually not lose your mind, you know, uh, because it, that, once again, that was the real deal. Costa Rica, Ooh. we're in a space that's probably 50 yards by 50 yards and they won't let us out of it. They will not let us out of it. Wow. Uh, you can't even talk to the camera people who are there all the time. Plus, they have like seventeen cameras around, so y- you have no privacy except when you're actually physically going to the bathroom. You know, in in the outhouse. That's it. That's the only privacy. you yeah, have. Yeah, I've
0: always wanted to do. Uh, you've know, You know this, naked and afraid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I feel like I have the I have the template. Speaking for of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. I- <laughs> Yeah, your, your template—is uh, that what we're calling yeah. it these days? Or, or Hi, do, would you uh, like to see my templates? Know, or, or do a spinoff that's like underdressed and mildly uncomfortable <laughs> for for middle-level business that managers works, who works. travel to a hotel in Cincinnati? Yes, uh, that's my pitch. But I, I, I feel like I have the answer to the survival right. thing. Is right. like you just eat a bunch of food. A month before you go on,
2: and you sit down for a month. See, but here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. I, I I went over this in my head. Do I do I put on a lot of weight so I have weight to lose, or do I not eat? Do I diet and shrink my stomach Ooh, so I'm used to not having oh. food? No, I, I think wasn't you sure. Put on weight you know,
1: I think, I think so. Well, what did I, you do? Because you won.
0: So. I,
2: well, I went in. I went in normally, but I, I think I, I dropped what uh, 17 pounds, something like that, in the six weeks we, there, wow. we were there. Uh, no, it wasn't six weeks. It was what uh, 29 days. Uh, but but the other thing, and once again, the thing that. That I think made a difference was that the audience voted, you know, and so once again it's about not playing a character it's about being yourself and and I think there was there were you know certain people who went on trying to project a certain image. That's hard to keep up. So the audience voting,
0: day. I like that. That's got the sort of Hunger Games sort of aspect exactly, to it. Yes. So like, are you taking your shirt off at certain moments? And like, <laughs> I waited till I dropped a few work. pounds. <laughs> this might work for the crowd. Um, speaking of which, you're in great shape. So like, what are you? What is your your fitness slash diet sort of routine? Oh now?
2: my gosh. Well, I mean the the, the, the the funny thing is, I could I could lose six pounds, uh, but uh, I. I uh, I lost a lot of weight for uh, a movie called The Thirty Three that I did with uh, Antonio Banderas and uh, uh, Julia Pinochet about the Chilean miners. So I actually lost like twenty pounds for that. <laughs> yeah, and then I put that back on, and then I did uh, uh, last year. I did uh, Richard Ramirez, uh, the uh, the Night Stalker, uh, the serial killer, and uh, I play him in the last couple of weeks of his life. He was dying of lymphoma, so I actually got down to one hundred and fifty two pounds for that. But I mean, I literally just you know just the old fashioned way, man. You know, diet and cardio. I, lim- I s- limit myself to about 1,000 calories a day and do two to three hours of cardio. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the whole do five small meals, keep your metabolism up. If you're going to snack, snack on nuts and stuff like that. Fruit.
0: Nice. So, so, I mean, there you, you're you so not you don't have a special trainer. I mean, I'm assuming you bring in for a project a special
2: um, – There was a guy that I used for a long time, uh, uh, Daryl Chan, who's still a very dear friend of mine, but he trained me for the big hit and he trained me for Courage Under Fire. My dear friend Brandon Lee uh, had introduced Daryl to me. And so if I have to cut up really fast, then I, then I get a hold of Daryl. Other than that, uh, he, he trained me – trained himself out of a job because he taught me a lot of stuff, that, uh, which, which comes in really handy when I'm on location because there's always always a gym I can go to
0: now, uh, speaking of on location, you have a, a couple of things going on right now, right? What are some current projects here?
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's, there's, we're kind of all over the board. I mean, right now we're filming the uh, sixth season of uh, Longmire, which will be our last season. I uh, play Henry Standing Bear, and that will stream in September on Netflix. Uh, I have a film that's playing uh, film festivals around the country. I think it's got another one coming up in Texas and one in Las Vegas and another one in uh, uh, Florida, actually. It's called Created Equal that was directed by Bill Duke. Uh, and a guy that could be your brother, Aaron Tveit. Oh, wow. Uh, you guys look a lot alike, <laughs> nice, actually, now nice. that I look at you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was a lead in Grease Live and uh, uh, Graceland and uh, um, that, that short-lived but very good series, uh, Braindead. Uh, and Edie Gannam from uh, uh, Devious Maids. Um, so uh, uh, that's, that's a lovely, lovely film. Uh, uh, Edie Gannam plays a nun who believes that she has the calling to become a priest. And, of course, the Catholic Church won't let her, so she mm. sues them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, for discrimination. So it's, it's a very thought-provoking, very interesting film. Uh, and, I, and I play the Monsignor who defends the church.
0: Now, what uh, are your, uh, your thoughts right now? I mean, it's the golden age of uh, scripted shows. Right? Unbelievable.
2: I, no, 100%. Yeah. We, we are in a second golden age of television. It, it hasn't ever been any better. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we, I think it's sort of started with The Sopranos. But now, I mean, you know, you've got – uh, with so many outlets and in, in Netflix that we're on, you know, in streaming, I mean, they don't have to be the McDonald's of of uh, television anymore. You know, they don't have to appeal to everybody. They can they can uh, writers and directors can be much more uh, or, or auteurs, if you will, uh, and and speak to a specific audience. But although you know you. Would, you who knew that Game of Thrones was going to blow up and, you know, 20 million people watching Walking Dead would be so huge. I'm a huge fan of Fargo, a huge fan of uh, a Better Call Saul and, you know, Breaking Bad before that. So, I mean, we're, we're really dealing with, with uh, uh, feature-level writing, you know, uh, really interesting. I mean, the, the character studies, the, the long arcs of stories, you know, these, these are happening on television now. Right. you know and, and uh, not, not as much in feature films is
0: know. there any I mean do you see any uh, negative side to it because people always ask me oh the food media it's so saturated right yeah. now and there's yeah. a, a small negative side that because chefs are on uh, in front of a camera so often yeah. that young cooks want to be famous chefs
2: on TV well see this before is what we, they talked. Wanna, this they is what we talked about earlier yeah. exactly uh, uh, they, they they see the uh, um they, they see the goal as opposed to you know the journey and uh, like you said I mean you know the pe- people are getting famous, maybe before they should. And it's interesting. I mean, we, we talked about the word celebrity. I mean, celebrity used to be something. You know, you, you celebrate somebody. For, for, for their talents for their accomplishments now it's just somebody who happens to be famous and fame is almost equatable to infamy it doesn't matter how you get famous whether it's a sex tape or you know you you, you do silly things on YouTube you know you become famous with no discernible talent whatsoever and suddenly people are throwing money at you I mean that's you know that that's a byproduct of, of uh, uh, the democratization of, of social network and media access these days you know
0: so, so with all I mean what so what? What's the one? What drives you? I mean, again, because you're like I'm just impressed with the fact that like you, you you put in the work
2: when you know arguably you don't have to. That, well, I mean, see, that's just it. I mean, you, you, you kind of nailed it in the head in, in, in an obtuse way. It is the work. If you if you care about the craft, if you care about the art, you know I I, I don't say yes to things that that, uh, I know I would only do half-ass. You know, Uh, uh, right now at least, thank God, uh, I'm in a place where I don't have to say yes to a project that I don't think is going to be the best that it can be. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be a $100 million hit. That doesn't mean it has to be an Emmy Award-winning television show. It can be something that I'm going to enjoy or something that you know I feel like I have a contribution to make or it's something that I want to say or it's a story that I want to support in a bizarre way. You know, uh, and and I'm also in this place where I, I want to work with good people, and so I will do a small role, you know, in, in a film or something if if uh, I like the filmmaker, or if I you know I like some of the other actors. Strangely enough, my first Emmy nomination came last year from a a short, uh, a comedy short uh, that uh, you Congrats. know it was yeah yeah that's amazing. You know, and it's and it's because I, I cut my teeth in comedy back in college. My first professional paying job was with a comedy troupe called the Zero Hour in Fort Worth, Texas where we would do sketch comedy in in uh, punk clubs at midnight nice you know yeah if you weren't funny they threw bottles at you, you yeah tough crowd tough crowd yeah, very tough
0: crowd <laughs> um, one of my favorite things that you've done was uh, the Imagine Dragons uh, video <laughs> yeah. where you get a beat down by yeah. a bunch of Muppets basically I know, right you know
2: I'm like the Tony Montana of you know Muppet Deathmatches I,
0: yeah, I kind of love that um, well good I'm glad I lightened it up because uh, Lou Diamond Phillips if you could uh, help us out here. We like to play a game or two Okay, on the pod. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, and this one's called Who Said What? Who Said What? Who Said What? What? Uh, so these who are quotes. Who?
1: Said what? Said
0: what? Got it. Who said what? what? So these are quotes mm-hmm. from two people that you know. Okay. Uh, Guy Fieri. Okay. And Rachel Ray. So I'm going to read you a quote. Okay. And you're going to tell me uh, which. Who said, who said what? Okay. Yeah. He who said it. what?
1: Yeah. You got it. I think he's got it. Okay. I'm smarter than I look.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blue uh, Diamond Phillips. hmm no matter how tough the meat may be, it's going to be tender if you slice it thin enough. Ooh. Who said what? Is that a Ooh. Rachel or a Guy? That sounds like both of them, actually.
2: <laughs> they both kind of, you know, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Guy.
0: Ding, 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 ding. ding. Yes, that is Guy best. Fieri. We need I some dinging ready. sounds, Heather, oh, ding. by the way. Um, okay, here we go. Next one. Uh, I cook because I like to make people happy. No, Which now this one's controversial. It's controversial because it could like be any cook that ever, ever, that, ever <laughs> that ever cooked yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is this someone's cook. I cook because yeah. I like to make people
2: happy. LDP. Who is it? Uh, my choices are still Rachel. Like Rachel God. or God. Okay, yeah, thank God. all Rachel or Yeah, God. yeah you know, because yeah, I mean, that that could have been a Robert Irvine quote. I don't know. Exactly. Um, uh, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rachel on that one.
0: That is Guy Fietti. Also, Ooh, Guy Fietti. Wow. By the way, Robert Irvine's quote would have been I cook because I like to make people happy, and then if they're not happy, I just crush them I between break my them. biceps. Yes. Yeah, I break <laughs> them. All right, here we go. Next one. Um, I like feeling like an ox at the end of the day, I like working hard.
2: Rachel or Guy? Rachel you, Ray or Guy? You know, you know, I, 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 I. In that little raspy voice of hers, I could hear Rachel <laughs> throwing her hands in the air. I, I like to feel like an ox. Yes,
0: <laughs> you got it. That's right. a Rachel Ray quote. Um, let's see. What about this one right here? My dream job is to be a rock drummer.
2: Oh rock no! Drummer? That's got to be guy. That's got to be guy. He's already got the rock drummer hair. You are absolutely
0: wrong. No, no Rachel really, Ray.
2: Seriously, Rachel actually, Ray wants to be a rock drummer. There an
0: extended drummer. quote
1: where I think she wanted to stand in for the in the Foo Fighters as wow. their drummer. Okay. Which is like pretty. Oh, well, that makes sense. Drummer, that
2: right? is. Yeah. Well, no, but that's no, but role, right. I mean. But, but well, the backstory of that was uh, she she misheard and thought they said food fighters. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you
0: alright so here we go last couple um, I think this one this one's kind this of a giveaway give I make a dog friendly version of almost everything that we make for dinner I make a dog friendly version
2: of almost oh, everything t- uh, she has she, w- w- what's, what's her thing called Nutrish yeah. Yeah, she's, got the, she's got the whole dog food line of uh, things so that's gotta be Rachel right that's, yeah. that's Rachel okay yeah, and yeah. just last one just for the,
0: just yeah. for the sake of it because this, this is one of my favorite this ones, ones. Just a great
2: this one is gonna be tough
0: <clears> uh, just, this is the toughest one okay. I want to be the ambassador to chimichanga flavor town
2: <laughs> There's only one person good. really, really, he already is, isn't he? Isn't he my brother from another mother? <laughs> exactly, yes. No, no need to
0: answer. That's a guy <laughs> yeah, for any quote. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, you've been amazing. Oh, we have you. one last thing we like to do on the show yeah. get it out of here. It's 86th. Uh, in a kitchen, it's called 86th. You've probably yep. heard of this. It means we're out of something. Yes. Uh, on our show, it just means we're over it. We're done with it. Nice. Um, you could use the food space as your thing that you're over with, or it could be just sort of any sort of rant you want to go on. What does Lou Diamond Phillips want to eighty six? What are you totally over?
2: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. There are people listening, aren't there? <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. Hmm hmm oh nice no, tough know, question, I, tough no, question. It, is, it is my mind is spinning yeah. it's like mm, no no don't go there mm, no don't do that mm, <laughs> it's uh, like yeah I'm really over beef it, salads. Yeah. Um, yeah, salad no, yeah but no but I mean honestly there, there are a lot of things I'm on to it's like avocado toast who you know, who made up Ooh. avocado toast look I'm but I'm loving it yeah. next yes. year I probably won't like it so much uh what am I over um, I'm I'm uh, you know what I uh, no, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get political. I almost did. I was on the verge of on the. Yeah. Every, I
0: mean, listen, you, you, you yes. can say whatever you want. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it, I don't know how you get more political than almost being over avocado toast. Yeah, I know,
2: I know, I know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm living dangerously here. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm over. Um,
1: a hard one yeah, is the it is question. over
2: no I, i'm i'm uh yeah I, i'm over this this uh uh elevating you know things that are very very shallow in our in our society now you know quite honestly it's it's I, i'm sick of it I, i'm the father of you know four daughters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank god they got their heads on straight you know they yes, you know we, we don't always you know agree eye to eye on uh politics or music or you know a lot of other things but but at least you know at, at least they're they're not Ready to get a boob job to become more noticeable, or you know, ass injections, or you know, right? I mean, there's the, 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 the we, we we've entered this 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 place where shallowness and and uh, what is what is obvious and uh, you know uh, conspicuous consumption and how much bling you got and how you know all of this stuff that is so insincere and so not you know. And once again, I'm sounding like an old fart, but but just not what life is is about, you know, because that 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 just seems to be such a a great thing to have to you know to get get paid to go to parties and to you know elevate people who you know uh, continue to get get uh, um Rewarded for bad behavior, and you just go. But that's not a life, man. It's just not a life. One hundred percent. Whether it's
0: uh, performing or yeah. cooking, uh, definitely yeah. the yeah. shallowness <clears throat> needs to be uh, wiped away. Lou Diamond Phillips, thank you so much for oh, hanging out with you. us. Uh, I'm gonna invite you back. I mean, please you'd do. Love to come back. Uh,
2: I, I and I will sue sous chef for you any yeah. day. Oh my or I, Vice versa. Uh, you know, vice versa. Oh, I'm yeah, a please. better yeah. sous chef
0: <laughs> than I am probably. I uh, don't one. believe.
2: You. No, 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 no. I literally, brother, literally, you know, my jaw would hit my my chest, and you were like a freaking wizard you know and still are I mean you just I mean you, the, you, I'm gonna write that down you know, right no up. no he is LDP yeah, like says Richard Blaze is a freaking by, uh, wizard freaking wizard, wizard. Yeah. yeah yeah no I mean just just innovative and and uh, you know uh, the, the alchemy that you had I mean just amazing amazing
0: Awesome. Well we'll, yeah. well, we'll have you back soon. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Thanks for, for hanging that. out with us here, Starving for Attention. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on the Podcast One app. You can find us on Podcast podcast1.com. Our social media handles are starving for pod That's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget, this is the most important thing. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to give us a review since reviews are good for our ratings and the better our ratings is, the more we can talk to you. Thanks so much and stay hungry. Thanks for listening to starving for attention with Richard Blaze. Listen to new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.
2: There are 120,000 unsolved murder cases in America. It was the next day that I found out from my parents when it happened, that
0: my sister was killed. Each one is called a cold case. Sometimes you have to look really
1: closely to find the evidence.
2: Damn Damn it, I killed her. Cold Case Files, the podcast.
1: Garcia is walking into the home of a real monster.
2: I was nervous. I realized what kind of person I was dealing with. It's a goosebump moment. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe. At Apple Podcasts or
0: podcast